Good morning, beloveds. We're happy to greet everyone of our family, the Friends of Daniel, Kingdom Church family. We're also aware that there are many of our friends and the wider body of Christ that's, uh, that are tuning in. We welcome you all to our time of sharing the Word of God on this Lord's Day. Uh, this is very historical in the light of the lockdown in our country because of this virus. But we rejoice in the Lord, who is our triumph and our strength. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Those who run into it, they are set on top and high. So we are victorious and we are blessed. Welcome, everyone. God bless you. You're going to be blessed as I preach the Word of God this morning. And my, the preaching will be around 3 plus 1 midnight oils so that you can finish in the gold. Praise the Lord. Amen. 3 plus 1 midnight oils so that you can finish in the gold. Pursue to finish in the gold. Here is my beautiful lovely pillar my wife lady pastor leticia she's going to greet you and just share a few thoughts with you god bless amen amen praise the name of the lord be greeted uh, family and saints loved ones and all our facebook uh, friends as well who are tuned in to this broadcast we just want to um just welcome you officially to this broadcast once again and we want to say on behalf of Pastor Edgar and myself welcome we trust and we know and we pray that you will be mightily blessed here at Friends of Daniel Kingdom Church online the church where you can come see and experience Jesus in a mighty way we want to also take this opportunity to thank our um, family our facebook uh, family and fdkc for sending your love and your greetings and your miss you messages you know we want to encourage you very seriously and strongly at this time to really listen to the regulations that have been set forth by the government that is cleaning of your hands keeping the social distancing and really also stay at home and as my husband have said, you know, we are really living in very interesting times. And I thank God that we can be alive at a time such as this. So we want to say that this too shall pass. We speak it in the name of Jesus. We want to encourage our family by saying, you know, John 13 speaks about, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. So we want to adore you. We want to encourage you to show some brotherly and sisterly love. Show some Christian love. Amen. Face, uh, um, friends of Daniel Kingdom Church, uh, members and disciples and soldiers. We want to say, take this time to, you know, uh, just send a WhatsApp message to, to family. To send a message to believers Show them that you care. There are many at this time who's very desperate, who might be depressed, who really just need a hand and a show of love. Amen. So we want to encourage you to do that. We also want to communicate to our 
church members also by saying that we will continue to keep you up to date with our weekly announcements online. We will do so, and especially with regards to our upcoming Easter services and all the online sessions that we will be having. Also, I want to say that we have finished reading our daily scriptures, Galatians 3. Next week, we should be at Colossians or Colossians 2. Let us just take a moment before pastor preaches a powerful word by just inviting God's presence into our homes at this time. So let us pray. Father God, we want to thank you. We want to invite you. We want to say that we love you. We want to call upon your name at this very trying time, at this time where the whole earth is filled with darkness, Father. We want to pray against the impact that this invisible enemy, the coronavirus, the COVID-19, has brought calamity upon the earth. But Father, at this time, we want to feed our faith and not our fears by speaking the word of God. As we're taking a moment to pray for our loved one's protection, we pray for those who have been heavily impacted. We pray for those who have lost loved ones during worldwide, Lord, yes, during this time. We want to pray for our community. We want to pray for the wider community. We want to pray for the nation that has been impacted. Gross darkness have filled the earth and gross darkness the people, but we want to speak the word of God. We want to speak life during this time of death. And we seek your face, Father, as we praying for the medical staff, as we pray for essential workers during this time, as we pray for doctors, as we pray for our president, as we pray for world leaders, we pray for mercy, we pray for grace, but above all, we pray for divine intervention, Father. At this time, we pray for our spiritual leaders, for the true prophetic voice to arise, for the apostolic order to arise. And Father, as my husband is about to preach the unadulterated word of the Lord, we pray that the Father's heart be revealed during this time. We pray also the covenant names of God, Jehovah Jireh, our provider, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer, Jehovah Nisi, our banner, our protector to arise, to be felt as the word of God get preached. We also pray for souls to come to true repentance because your word declares what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul. So let God arise, we pray. Let God arise, we shout at this midnight hour and the enemy of the virus be scattered in the name of Jesus. We pray for an increase of grace, an increase of your mercy, and an increase 
Father of your anointing upon the word. Let souls be saved. Let people be changed. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Before my son plays a song, I thank you for my wife for that powerful, powerful prayer. God answers prayer. Hallelujah. Prayer is a mighty weapon. Let me just say before I preach, um, I started last week by my mentioning to you Isaiah 21, where it says, Watchman, how far is the night? Then the watchman replied, The morning cometh and also the night. Then he says, If you want to ask, then the answer will be return or come back to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm preaching to you as a watchman also, in, in, uh, not only as a pastor, not only as someone with a prophetic mantle, but I preach to you as a watchman. Amen. I said to you last week, we are living in the spirit of the great tribulation. The great tribulation will take place after the rapture, the church has been caught away, but the spirit of the great tribulation is here. Just as the spirit of the Antichrist is at work in the world, just like as the spirit of Christ was at work in David, in Isaiah, before the person Christ came, so we see the spirit of the Antichrist. We see this like, for instance, there's four horses that will be released in the Great Tribulation. Revelation 6 says that. But we already see these forces at work. There is first in Revelation 6 a white horse, which is the Antichrist. And the Bible says a crown was given to him to conquer, to, to in other words, to, to, to uh, just conquer anything in front of him, a crown. And we know the word corona, corona means a crown. And you can see what that means. And then the Bible speaks of a pale horse, which is actually a, a green, uh, a death kind of green. And then the Bible says, with that horse comes death. These things are released already in the earth right now. But we can tell you, the Bible says, the morning cometh. Uh, the world is in darkness. Therefore, the writer asks in Isaiah 21, Watchman, how far is the night? And this is a night to the world. But to us, it's a breaking of day. This is far it's even past midnight my next preaching will show you it's past midnight we are moving towards the fourth watch that the day is nearly breaking the writer says the morning cometh the morning is the rapture christ at the rapture his name is called the morning star hallelujah so the morning is on its way and then the the writer says, but also the night comes. At the great tribulation, the night will be pitch, pitch dark. So if you want to ask the watchman answers, he says, return. It's time to return to the Lord. We can listen to a short uh, a song and then I'll preach.
to pursue the gold or finish in the gold. Amen. Why do I not say four midnight oils? It's because uh, it's a Hebrew form of saying three plus one. You will read in Proverbs, it says there are three things that's wonderful, actually four. Why it don't say just straight four? Because the last one, the fourth one must stand out. Praise God. So I'm preaching about three plus one midnight oils. You know, when people say you must burn the midnight oil, it means that we are at that place of the day where nearly the day is coming and it's not easy when it is midnight. But we can have the fourth oil that will cause us to finish in the gold. Hallelujah. I, I'm, for a start, I'm reading to you Isaiah 59, verse 19. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Wow, what a scripture. That was out of the King James Version. Let me first say, oil in the Bible always speaks of olive oil, not cooking oil, or as we in the Western Cape says, fish oil. But if we go to the shop and you want to buy oil uh, to fry fish or make food, you will see on the shelf that olive oil is far more expensive. Because it's an oil, it's a healthy oil. You can even drink a teaspoon of it. It's very, very healthy. But it's very costly. So the anointing, the oil of the Holy Spirit has a price tag to it. And we need the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We need the oil of God. How much do we need the oil of God? Even Jesus Christ, after teaching his disciples for over three years, I mean, wouldn't you like to be in the Bible school of the Lord Jesus? But even after his teaching, he commanded them to wait in Jerusalem for this oil because he knew they would not be able to represent him right and properly without the Holy Spirit. He says, Power will come upon you when you receive the Holy Spirit. This tells you the desperate need that the church has to have the Holy Spirit in the church, in our lives, in our souls, and in our bodies. Secondly, to show you the need of the Holy Spirit, in Acts chapter 8, after Philip preached the gospel to the Samaritans, he didn't leave them like that as an evangelist. He said, the Bible says, 
Peter and John came from Jerusalem so that the Samaritans could receive the Holy Spirit. We see also in chapter 10 of Acts, when poor Peter was preaching to Cornelius' household, God even interfered and interrupted Peter's preaching by baptizing the Gentiles in the power of the Holy Spirit. So zealous and so eager was God that these people must not be left without the Holy Spirit. And the church today want to operate without taking full recognition and acknowledgement and give the Holy Spirit his proper and right full place. Acts chapter 19, when Paul met these Ephesians believers, he said, have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? They said, no, we didn't hear even of the Holy Spirit. We were only baptized with John the Baptist baptism. And the Bible says Paul saw it fit and very important that they get baptized in the Holy Spirit. And we, it's not only speaking in tongues once off, but it should be a lifestyle. It should be regular that you pray in the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul himself said, I speak in tongues more than you all. We underestimate the power, the ability of the Holy Spirit. Even when the prophet asked the woman, the widow, who came to complain in, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, she came to complain, her husband left her with a great credit debt. He said to ask her, what do you have in the house? He says, she's got nothing in the house. Just a jar of oil. As if what insignificant is this jar of oil. But in that oil was a complete solution and a prosperity. So the church today underestimate this jar of oil. This baptism in the Holy Spirit. But Paul even in his last letter. Before he left the earth, your last words before you die is very important. He said to Timothy, Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear. Remember, Timothy, I'm paraphrasing. I've laid hands upon you. You received a gift and exercised that gift. In uh, the NIV, it says, fan it into flame. Fan the flame. In other words, even if you pry and the coals, there's a lot of dust underneath it, the fire is not so fierce. But if you remove the dust, uh, the ashes, you'll see, but man, there is, there's really heat here. There's really, uh, and it caused the meat to become quicker what you want it to be. Hallelujah. So many Christians, many churches, we have neglected this jar of oil. And therefore fear takes over in our lives. Even in this time of this virus, fear has gripped people. But Paul says God did not give us this demon of fear, this spirit of fear. Because fear is negative faith. Fear draws the thing to you what you fear. Job says, the thing that I feared 
came over me. Fear don't only draw uh, the, the thing that you fear to you, but it activates Satan too. Because just like faith activates God, fear activates the devil. Fear also has a creative force. Faith creates God's will in your life. So fear is creative. Fear is torment. Fear has torment in it. But God did not give us the spirit of fear. Paul, what is the solution to this intimidation, this fear? Because Timothy was fearful because his father, spiritual father, was in prison. He's about to leave the earth. But Paul says, Timothy, your solution is fan the flame. Fan the flame. In other words, Timothy, speak in tongues like I have taught you. Paul said, I speak in tongues more than you all. Because when you speak in tongues, he said to Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, he said, this is what he said, not the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, dynamis. In other words, when you pray in tongues, you generate the power of God, the spirit of power, the spirit of love. The spirit of a sound mind. Don't let the, the carnal man, the natural man in the, in the church even, cause you to think tongues is of little worth and of little value. Listen to me. I'm a tongue speaker for the 49 years that I am saved. I'm 49 years saved. And in this gift... There is tremendous potential and it unlocks the treasures of God. So let me say what I've just read to you. When the enemy comes in like a flood, my brothers and sisters, friends of Daniel Kingdom Church family, when my, my, my colleagues, my friends, the wider body of Christ, I'm speaking to you, get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Because the scripture Isaiah 59 verse 19 says. When the enemy comes in like a flood. It is the spirit of the Lord. That shall raise a standard. Against him. Against the enemy. We know. That with this coronavirus. With this COVID-19. The enemy has come in like. A flood, and the people don't know how to stop this flood. But the Spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard against the enemy. What is that standard? The standard is Christ Jesus. The standard the church and all of us need to get back to God's standard. The standard is the Lord Jesus Christ. When the flood came in the days of Noah, everybody ought to have been in Noah's ark. And the world today, as the world is flat with enemies of God, may we pray and may not only the sinner, but the believers run to God's ark. God's ark is Christ Jesus our Lord. 
In him alone there is shelter from the flood, from the storm, from the enemies. And the Bible, according and 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 according to the Bible, my belief is the sin of mankind has brought this virus and other evils upon humanity. And 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 just like in the day of Noah, so it is today. The Lord says it will be like that before it comes. How was it in the days of Noah? The Bible says wickedness. Was on the earth evil. The Bible says all the intentions of man were evil. There was violence. There was multiplication. The population grew out of proportions. There was we know that children having babies today. The Bible says that even demons had fellowship with women, and 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 giants were born. This is the flood. This is the flood. The enemy has come in like a flood. But the spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard against it. Hallelujah. But some also read that verse of scripture this way. When the enemy comes like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard against it. How will we cause the Holy Spirit to come into the world like a flood? I'll give you three keys how to get this power into the earth. This verse said, this verse is saying, Isaiah 59 verse 19. So shall they fear the name of the Lord, not from the east, but from the west. And his glory from the rising of the sun. We know the sun rises in the east. But here it says, the name of the Lord shall be feared from the west. I believe the western world where Christianity is in its greatest should get back to the fear of the Lord. The key to this anointing the key to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit like a flood is we need to get back to the fear of the Lord. And to highlight the importance and the need for the fear of the Lord, if you read Isaiah chapter 11, it speaks of the sevenfold spirits of God. And, but it gives only comment on one of those spirits. Because that one is the key into the sevenfold spirits of God. It starts Isaiah 11. I'm highlighting the need for the Holy Spirit. But I'm highlighting the key to this anointing. This flood of the Holy Spirit. Three keys. Number one, the fear for God needs to return. I'll come back now to Isaiah 11. Number two, we need the cross in our lives. We need to crucify the flesh. Number three, we need to wait on God. We need to make more time with the Lord to spend time 
in his presence to get soaked in the word and in the prayer and in his atmosphere. Those are the three keys to this flood of the Holy Spirit. Now let me just elaborate on those three points. Number one, the fear of the Lord. There's too little fear for God in the church. I need also to grow and I'm growing in the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now Isaiah 11 says there are seven spirits. Not seven Holy Spirits, but one Holy Spirit, but seven characteristics of the Holy Spirit. Complete, the complete anointing. Hallelujah. And here I mention them. They come in three pairs, which is the number six. And then the, 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 the one that stands out is the Spirit of the Lord. And all these anointings is on Jesus Christ because Isaiah 11 speak of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the scripture says there that the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. You know, this is the lampstand which every church in the Bible is likened to a lampstand. Christ walk between the seven lampstands or candlestick as the King James Version says. But the lampstand speaks of a true powerful church. Hallelujah. And a powerful dynamic church should have these seven spirits in the church operating. Number one, the spirit of the Lord. That means the spirit should be Lord in such a church and in your life. Then the three couplings, the spirit of understanding and wisdom. Those two flow together. Then the spirit of counsel and might. And then the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Those are three couplings. But the spirit of the Lord is God. Where the spirit is Lord. Where the Holy Spirit governs and is Lord. But then he gives only comment on one of those seven spirits. The Bible says the verse after that, it says, He shall delight himself in the fear of the Lord. I'm telling you that delighting yourself in the fear of the Lord is the key to the sevenfold spirit of God. Hallelujah. And we see the fear of the Lord as a threat. We see the fear of the Lord as something you need to run away from. But you should delight yourself. Because anything outside of the fear of the Lord brings harm to humanity. We should, like Christ, delight ourselves in the fear of the Lord. The second key to this flooding of the Holy Spirit is the cross. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 says, The cross is the wisdom of God and the power of God. If we want God's wisdom, not scientific wisdom, not professor wisdom, not doctor wisdom, not university wisdom, not the wisdom of this world, 
The wisdom of this world only kick into being a prophet to God when it gets into the fear of the Lord. Because the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. In other words, your knowledge only start to be profitable to God if you fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So 1 Corinthians chapter 1 says, The cross is the wisdom of God. It's the power of God. Brothers and sisters, we need to let the cross cut into our souls. What is the cross? The cross is my definition that I've learned from Bob Mumford, one of my teachers. He says the cross is where your will and God's will cross. If you take up God's will, you die. Your own will die. So the cross needs to work in our souls. And our souls need salvation. And what is our souls? It's our emotions, our will, and our mind. The cross needs to cut in our emotions, in our temperament. The cross needs to cut into our will. The cross needs to cut or circumcise our mind. Then the power of God will be seen. We long for the power of God. But we see very little of the power of God. Because men do God's work in the energy of their souls. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, The natural man don't receive the things of the spirit. That's the soulless man. To him it is foolishness because he cannot discern the spiritual things. So my brothers and sisters, to get this flood of the Holy Spirit back into the church. Number one, the fear of the Lord needs to return. Number two, the cross needs to circumcise our souls. And number three, we need to wait on the Lord. Isaiah 40. Let me read it to you. We know it very well. Isaiah 40. The Bible says, verse 29, He gives strength to the weary, and to him who lacks mighty increases power. Though youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Hallelujah. To get this flood. Remember what I'm speaking about. When the enemy comes in like a flood. Like it is happening now. It's flooding the whole of Europe. It's flooding America. The United States. It's flooding Africa. It's flooding. And this is just one virus. This COVID-19. But the world is Flat with sin, with wickedness, with violence, with loose living. The world is flat with corruption. It's like in the days of Noah, the Bible says before the flood came. And the flood was God's judgment. 
And the flood was because man's sin brought this flood about. And all idols of humanity today has come to a standstill. The idol or the god of sport. The idol of intellectual knowledge. The idol of medical insight has come to an end. The idol of business. The idol of money and economics. All these idols has come down. It's time to look to God. It's time to tap into the Holy Spirit. Which is God's answer. When Christ left the earth. He said I don't leave you as orphans. I'll send you a yelper. I'll send you a comforter. And this my brother and sister. Friends of Daniel Kingdom Church. All who are listening and who have an ear to listen. What the Spirit is saying to the churches. Because not everybody has an ear. Not everybody is a watchman. Not everyone understands from God's point of view what is going on. I'm sharing with you as a watchman what is going on. God has the attention of the world. Many are dying in the millions as the flood of Noah caused the death of a lot of people. But only those who were in the ark got saved and were saved. I tell you, it's time sinner. It's time unbeliever. It's time you are not born again. You need to run to God's ark. This time it's not Noah's ark. Noah's ark is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the only place of safety. He's the only place that the flood won't affect. But when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord, shall raise up a standard against it. God's standard is the Lord Jesus Christ. I said to you, key into this flood is three things. The fear of the Lord. Number two, the cross. Need to cut into our souls. And into preaching, and into teaching, and into big-headedness, and into egos, and into soulless preaching, into soulless prayer. Because without, we in South Africa, we had before this load sheddings. What was God saying through that to the church? The watchmen should know. You know what was God saying? With, with power outage. Without electrical power, the world is lame. The world is nearly useless. Your computer cannot operate. Your cell phone goes. Your battery goes. The microwave, the stove, the television. We sit in darkness. God was saying to the church through that electrical outage with the Holy Spirit. Is like electrical power. Without the Holy Spirit. 
Not this time your microwave or TV or iron or laptop or cell phone is useless. Pray is useless. Singing, praise and worship. Preaching without this power of the Holy Spirit. It is of no effect. The church is in darkness without this sevenfold spirit of the living God. Wow. So Isaiah 40 says, even young men get weary. Even they faint. Even they stumble. What is the key? In this time where people feel what is life worth, the key is those who wait upon the Lord. They don't fly up into the sky like other birds. They mount up. An eagle stretches his wings as he stands on a rock or mountain and he waits for the right current of the wind. And as the wind and the storm comes, it just make a shout, wow! And they rides the wind. I'm telling you, we need to wait on the wind of the Holy Spirit. The wind of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah! And, and then we will be eagle-like Christians. Because the eagle... Is the king of the birds. If you want to finish in the gold. And not in the iron or the wood. Or the bronze or the silver. But in the gold. The eagle shows you the way. He's the king. The imperial bird. The, the imperial eagle. The royal eagle. If you want to fly high in the spirit. Then you need to wait upon the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. My brothers and sisters. You need to lock your door. Like the lockdown has forced many. But many are not even making use of this lockdown time. It's God that says it's time to run into the ark. Not of Noah. Noah's ark is Christ Jesus. It's time to wait upon the Lord. Then you will have an eagle's view. You will have a God kind of view. You will see things from God's perspective. Because an eagle has two sets of eyes. Eyes as he moves around on the earth. But eyes when he flies up or mounts up. You know an eagle looks straight into the sun as he mounts up. And we need to look straight into the eyes of Jesus. The chorus says, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of the earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. My brothers and sisters, it's time, but it's not easy. People find it very difficult to wait. It's rather better to be busy, to move around, to be active. But to wait, it's like Martha, we like to serve the Lord. We cannot wait to, 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 to do service unto the Lord. We just want to serve the Lord. We just want to do things for Him. The Lord says, Mary 
has chosen Martha. She has chosen what is necessary, what is important to wait and to sit at the feet of Jesus. The Lord wants to minister to us so that he can minister through us. Even full-time ministry to a great extent. Acts chapter 6 will tell you. The apostles said after there came a case of who's going to serve the widows. They said let us choose seven men to be busy with this. But we will give ourselves not to preaching. We will give ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. Preaching and ministering of the word that's not birth out of prayer is useless. Jesus said, the flesh profits nothing. My words are spirit and they are life to the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can I give you three anointings that was on Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. And then I'll give you quickly three midnight oils. Three anointings that we need to covet. All the anointings, all the oil is on our Lord. But these three are for me so powerful. Number one, Acts chapter 10 verse 38. This is the anointing of deliverance. How to deliver people from satanic uh, uh, attacks, demons, curses, breaks sin, and powers of evil. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Wow. It says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed. Of the devil. Hallelujah. That's the anointing. To deliver people. From demonic attacks. Oh how we cover that. Oh how we want that. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But it's in the Holy Spirit. And power. And why does it say Jesus of Nazareth. He couldn't just say Jesus of ben Bethlehem. But can anything good come from Nazareth? You know what God was saying? This anointing is available to everyone who humbles himself. Nazareth. My wife is from Menenberg. I'm from Garden Village, Cape Town, South Africa. Can anything good come from Garden Village? Can anything good come from Menenberg? Can anything good come from Bishop Lavis? Can anything good come from Haderfeld? Yes, if they wait upon the Lord, if they fear the Lord, if they cause the cross to cut into their soul, then the anointing to de for deliverance will come over them. Let me, before I go to the other two anointings that I envy and covet in the Lord Jesus. You know, Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27 says, it says, the anointing breaks the yoke. The anointing breaks the yoke. I'm reading that verse for you. Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27. So it will be in that day. That his burden will be removed from his shoulder and his yoke from his neck. 
and the yoke will be broken because of the anointing. The anointing breaks. That word destroys the yoke. That word destroy means to disintegrate, to cause it never to be put together again. And people have these attacks upon their shoulders and upon their necks. But the anointing will break the yoke. I'll tell you now how to get uh, uh, to the other anointing. The second anointing upon Jesus is the anointing to preach the gospel with success. That's in Luke chapter 4, hallelujah, verse 18, where it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to bring healing to the sick, to bring release to the captive, to set the captive free, to heal the brokenhearted or the oppressed, and to announce this is the favorable year of the Lord. Oh, how we long for this anointing that should be on every evangelist, the anointing to win souls for our Lord Jesus Christ. The third anointing that I, that I covered upon Jesus Christ is the anointing of dominion. Hebrews chapter 1, hallelujah. Hebrews 1 verse 9 says, Because he hated lawlessness or unrighteousness and loved righteousness, God has anointed him with the oil of joy or gladness above his companions, beyond his fellows, Beyond his, com who is his companions? Beyond angels. Beyond Satan. Above the devil. Above any other force or name in the earth. Hallelujah. This is the dominion anointing. But the condition is those who hate lawlessness. Hate unrighteousness. Not taking things under the under the table, not having schemes and ways to get into money, not ways to get into buildings and other ways in to get into other prosperities. So-called prosperity with crookedness, they will never experience this anointing of dominion. Let me give you the three midnight oils. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? And then I need to conclude in about seven minutes to the glory of our Lord. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? Etched the first midnight oil. And remember we pass midnight. Midnight is 12 midnight. But the church is moving towards the breaking of day. We pass midnight. These three oils should have been already in your life. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 16 verse 25. When Paul and Silas was in prison, the Bible says midnight. They started to pray and to praise. And an earthquake came. And what put them in prison is after they brought deliverance. To a slave girl or woman that had the spirit of, a div of divination. That word divination, my spiritual father, Derek Prince says, the word in Greek is the spirit of a python. 
And a python is a snake that kills you by curling around you, crushing your lungs that you cannot breathe. We are in a crisis in the world where it's a, 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 a spirit that are crushing the lungs, that are crushing the bones, the spirit, this virus that comes through the hands, the eyes, the, the nose, uh, uh, the mouth, all of that. The Bible says is the spirit of a python. The spirit has put Paul and Silas in prison. But when the anointing of prayer and the anointing of praise came upon them, they broke free at midnight. Hallelujah. We need this anointing. The second one of the midnight oil is the anointing in Acts chapter 20. Verse 7, the Bible says it was midnight when Paul preached after they had the Lord's Supper. And he was preaching and a young man was sitting in the windowsill and he fell out. This is the anointing of Zoe life. This is the anointing of life that conquers death. Hallelujah. We need this oil at this midnight hour. It was midnight. When Paul was preaching and they had the Lord's Supper, after this, my church, we have every Lord's Day, the Lord's Supper, as he instructed the church. In fact, it was a loving request of the Lord Jesus. It was not a command to have it every Lord's Day. Therefore, most churches don't even have it every Lord's Day. But it was a loving request. And when you're in love, they say, my girl, your wish is my command. So we take the wish of the Lord Jesus to sit around bread and wine every Lord's Day. We take it as a command because we love Him. Because the Lord's Supper tells you Jesus was resurrected on the Lord's Day, this Sunday. He conquered death. He conquered Satan. He conquered sin. And sin is a greater virus than this virus but the resurrected life of Jesus conquered sin. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And this day, midnight, we're having the Lord's Supper. But this is the time of soul life. The young man that fell out of the window, there are many people who are sitting in the window of the church. They're half inside and half outside. The, the world is lurking and calling them and they will fall out. But thank God for Zoe life that has come today to resurrect you. The last midnight oil is very familiar to all of us. Matthew 25. The Bible says the ten virgins. It was midnight that separated the foolish virgins from the wise virgins. There are many in the church. That don't respect this anointing. This flood. That should come. This power. The Holy Spirit. They are virgins. In other words. They keep themselves pure. They don't go to buy scope. They don't smoke. They don't sin. But they are foolish virgins. They are because the battle is spiritual. The war is spiritual. 
The world says this virus has brought us into an invisible war against an invisible enemy. I tell you, our weapons are in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And we need, I call this the extra virgin oil. You can be a ver, but this is the extra virgin oil. This is the oil that prepares you to meet the bridegroom. This is the oil that causes you to be ready for Jesus Christ as he comes. Hallelujah. And listen, I'm closing. There were ten virgins. Because ten is the number of responsibility. And I'm closing by telling you. It's your you have ten fingers, you have ten toes. What is God saying through these tens? He says, it's your responsibility to get more of the extra virgin oil so that your hands can do the work of God effectively. Your ten fingers can do, the two hands can do the work of God more effectively. You have ten toes because this extra virgin oil will cause your walk to be a delight to God in the earth. And you have ten fingers. Psalm 144 says, He has made my hands for battle and my fingers for war. This oil causes us to war effectively. Can I give you the three W's? God's website. It is the work of God. Walking with. First walk with God. Then the work of God. Then the war of God. The extra virgin oil. In the ten virgins tells you. The church is like the foolish virgins. The five foolish virgins. If we don't have this extra virgin oil to the glory of God. My brothers and sisters, I'm closing. I was preaching to you like a friend of the bridegroom. John chapter 3, it says here, the Bible says in John chapter 3, it says, John says, I'm a friend of the bridegroom. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. He says, let he increase. And I decrease. Let me get to the gold. And next week you need to listen further. As Zechariah chapter 4 says. These two prophets were pumping golden oil into the lampstand. Remember the lampstand is a symbol of the church. We need, you need to be connected with prophets. Through true authentic prophets, they will pump golden oil into the church. Mm -hmm. Will you finish in the bronze or in the silver or in the gold? The oil of God, the golden oil, will cause you mm -hmm. to finish in the gold. Let's pray and let me lead those who want to give their lives to the Lord Jesus and others who want to, like that young man Eutychus, to say, Father, my heart is more in the world than in your church. I want to come back to you.
they are a third group of people apart from those who want to give their life to the Lord and apart from those who are half-hearted with the Lord there are others who say I want this anointing all of these anointings is upon the Lord Jesus Christ as I said to you last week a man of God true authentic prophet of God says God told him at this coronavirus time God wanted to release the mantle that was upon John Z. Lake because John Z. Lake moved in South Africa and there was a pandemic but the pandemic did not touch him at all the virus was killed on his skin as doctors try to see what power is inside of him and he brought healing to many who were busy dying of this of a virus in in those years when he came to south africa these mantles are all in the lord jesus let us pray and pray this prayer if you are unbelievers say lord jesus i give my life to you forgive me my sins deliver me from satan set me free from my lawless ways i regret and i repent of all of my sins i'm running to jesus christ who is the ark of noah i accept you as my lord and savior i thank you lord jesus that your blood washed me from all of my sins you are my lord and my savior and i will live for you in jesus name i'm praying for those who are half hearted say oh lord jesus forgive me my lukewarmness i repent lord i ask you to baptize me in the holy spirit i make room for the holy spirit through the three keys i fear you i choose to fear you i decide to fear you the ground i'm standing on is holy ground lord i choose to take up the cross that it circumcise my soul and i'm prepared to wait on you so that i can mount up like a eagle in jesus name I pray for those who are virgins who wants the extra virgin oil. Almighty God, baptize us afresh and fill us with the Holy Spirit. We want the spirit that was upon Jesus Christ, the anointing to deliver people from demonic powers, the anointing to preach the gospel effectively, the anointing of dominion. Oh heavenly father we open up our being saturate us with your anointing in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit god bless you friends of daniel kingdom church the lord god of abram isaac and jacob be bless everyone in the wider body of christ worldwide the lord is gracious to those who have lost loved ones The Lord is Lord is gracious to the health workers 
and to those who are today suffering at this present time on ventilators in hospital, the Lord so mercy, the Lord comes and intervene, and the Lord comes to help. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, receive your healing. Receive the power of Jesus Christ. Receive resurrected life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Watchman of fire is the night. The morning cometh. And also the night. If you want to ask, it is time to come back to the Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless you, Heavenly Father. I bless you in the name of the God of Abram, Isaac, and Jacob. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Please listen to the song. Let's spend time worshiping God. At my worst, you found me. At my worst, you died. At my worst, you loved me. And at my worst, you tried. To tell me that the best thing I could do Would be to give my life to you At my worst, you love me And now I love you too You die. 